You have to, the edit, you have to put it aside and say what's really happening there. <laughs> and what's really happening there is a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Okay, <laughs> settling in. Yeah, things feel a little different around here. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah, we are in a hotel room in Seattle. As mm -hmm. we told you, we would be coming to you from <laughs> at some point. And here we are. We did not lie. No, we didn't. And our setup is uh, a work in progress, I think. Yeah, we're figuring it out. Yeah. I think we're doing all right. Yeah. But it is uh, almost Christmas now, and we mm. have a finale to recap. We do. Yes. Important things come first. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Holidays, who cares about those? Yes. First recap, then Christmas. Yeah, yes. So uh, overall thoughts on this finale, Andy? Um, to be honest, I was, I was bored stiff. <laughs> yeah, a stiff, a very stiff boredom. Yeah, I think this might have been the record for you falling asleep in an episode that I've ever seen. Yeah. Which is weird because we really like Michelle and we're happy for her happy ending. But oh my God, I, I must be out of practice with these three hour live finale event things. I mean, look, I, I get it. They want to really like milk that, that love you. I'm falling in love. I'm in love. Yeah, they want to yeah, really yeah. just get out of the yeah. last bit of juice out of that. But couldn't this have been two hours? <laughs> yeah. You're not getting any disagreements from me. I thought it was so long. And after the guys met her parents, I was like, we still, oh my God, we still have final dates. It's oh my incredible. God. Now we still, have to, they have to pick out the rings and then yeah. we have to listen to them talk about the proposals. Oh my God. It was just too much. Yeah. There needed to have been some more, more aggressive editing, I think. Just, just, <laughs> just two hours. I mean, they need ads, I guess. They want more ads. Yeah. Might as well have, if you're going to, if you can get away with three hours on TV, prime time, you take three hours. I get it. Oh, yeah. They wanted to fill it up. Right. But have some mercy on the viewers. <laughs> yes. You know, we, we put in our time as well. Mm -hmm. We deserve some love. I'm curious to know if the Shandys agree with us. Were you just moved or were you also somewhat bored? Yeah, I don't want to be a Grinch here. I no. mean, I, I was moved as well. <laughs> yeah. But I was moved and then unmoved and then asleep. <laughs> you were moved to sleep. Yes. All right. Let's get going. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We have housekeeping. We do. Yes. It's pretty much this. I mean, we're in <laughs> Seattle. If you if you love great food, yeah, amazing coffee, yes, and very good people, yes, but you hate the sun. sun. <laughs> I mean, you hate it so much. It's such a deep seated hatred. Yeah, it's come to the point now where when we see some blue sky out of the window, and he goes, "Look, look!" <laughs> this is completely true. Yeah, he ran over to me the other day to point it out. He's texted yeah. me. <laughs> You've also texted me. Yeah. You saw blue sky that I wasn't able to find, <laughs> which makes me think you might have been lying. And we also want to add to that. We're, we're, we just keep asking our Seattleites for help. But because of the current uh, situation with COVID in this country, mm -hmm. we have canceled our holiday plans, our Christmas plans to go to Canada. Yeah. So we will be spending Christmas here in this hotel room, just the two of us. So if anyone knows of any really good restaurants that are open on Christmas Day, mm -hmm. please DM us or email us because we need to put together some something special for ourselves. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Oh, and before we get going, a special shout out. Thank you to our dear friend, Livia. Ah, yes. <laughs> Yes. Livia is the reason why she's a good friend of ours. She actually started out as a blog reader, but she has become a very dear friend of ours. And she's the reason why we were able to watch this episode last night because yeah. our hotel doesn't have ABC. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. I mean, why, why would you expect a hotel to have one of the biggest networks on television? Yeah. We'll figure that out down the road, but Livia really helped us out last night. So Livia. She was a champ. Yeah. You're thank champ, you so Livia. much. Thank you. <laughs> and I think with that out of the way, we can get recapping. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. All right, so our finale kicks off with only one host. Not not the mostest hostesses here because no. Tasha has been exposed to COVID and is not there. She's not able to be there. I feel like that really is the story of New York City right now. Mm. And so Caitlin is going it alone as host, I have to say. Oh my God, she killed it. Killed it. She, she was, was perfect. She was amazing. What could she have done better? Nothing. 
And and remember, it's live. It's not like she can just keep redoing stuff. No. Like she's on, she has to be on, on the moment. Yeah. In the moment, every moment on. And she was perfect. Yes. And I was just also impressed at how she managed to pull that off without being robotic in the slightest. Because I think it's easy when you're reading off a teleprompter and just sort of saying what you're expected to say to just sort of. Oh, yeah. You know, sound like every other host out there. No, she was perfect. And she she even she brought some Caitlin. Yeah. To to the forefront. Like, yes. I, I know who Caitlin is. Yes. I, I mean, I know who Caitlin is. <laughs> but if I didn't know Caitlin, I would now know kind of who Caitlin is. Yeah. And that's not easy to do. No, it's not. She really I felt like this was Caitlin coming into her own as like a solo host. Like she really could do anything in I, showbiz I, as a host. I, I was duly impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we pick up with B-roll of Michelle writing in her diary and recapping her relationships, of course, because Mm -hmm. all relationships must be recapped at the start of every episode. She meets up with her family and Mm -hmm. is in tears when she sees them. I thought this was sweet. Her family seems very loving and just great. You can tell she was well-raised. Yeah. And she gives him the lowdown on Brandon, Mm -hmm. which is to say that he has told her that he's in love and she has said that she's falling in love. That was the rundown that she gave them. Mm Got to give them the score of the the love status. I mean, this is a sport. (laughs) Yes. I need to know what's going on. Michelle's dad says that Brandon reminded him of himself when he met him Mm. and that he would treat Michelle really well. And then Brandon meets her family. Uh, heading into meeting them, he says, I can't wait to tell them how my heart came to fall in love with their daughter. (laughs) He says he's sick of waiting and just wants to marry this woman. He gifts her dad a pair of swim trunks. I thought this was a really cute cute. callback. And he talks to her dad. They have a great natural rapport. I thought there was one thing of note here. It was uh, Michelle's dad emphasizing how ambitious Michelle is mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. she wants to finish her master's. She wants to become a principal one day. Yeah. And uh, and he asked if Brandon can handle that or if he struggles with jealousy. It amazed me that we don't see more of this. Yeah, you could tell that her father's primary goal with Michelle is to let her really shine yeah. on her own. Like yeah. She doesn't want some guy getting in the way. Mm-hmm. And Brandon is the perfect foil. <laughs> and Brandon's not getting in the way of anything. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> he's really not. He's like yeah. an accompaniment. Yeah, an she's, accoutrement. She's gonna come home. Brandon's gonna be like, "Hey, <laughs> I made you your favorite dish, and I love you so much." It's like, shut up! I had a busy day. Okay, okay, I'll put it in the microwave later. You have it whenever you want. Uh, Brandon answers correctly, of course, because mm-hmm. Brandon answers all questions correctly. He says that his mother is the strong one in his family. Yeah. She's the one with dreams. And Not ambition. surprising. Not surprising. Not surprising at all. You yeah. know, Brandon is a mama's boy in the best, most non-derogatory way. Yeah. You can see that man had a good mother. Yeah, absolutely. And it says he says it doesn't bother him whatsoever. And then her dad says that Brandon would be welcomed as a member of the family. This is in an ITM. If he is the person of choice and he laughs as he says this, which I thought was hilarious. Her dad is like, there's a bit of a wink to everything he he says. Yeah, he does. I think he's he's taking it seriously, just like just the slightest amount. Like there's a sense from her dad that it's just like, this is silly. I mean, as much as I love her dad, it is a tragedy that Joe was not in this position. (laughs) And we could see his dad shine here. But I, you know, you can't get everything. No, you really can't. But uh, yeah, I love how he la- he couldn't say this with a straight face if he's the no. person of if choice. He's, the- he's welcomed if he's the person of choice. <laughs> totally normal. So Brandon now talks to LaVon, who is Michelle's mother. She asks, how do you feel like your feelings have progressed since last time? And he says, my feelings have progressed a significant amount. <laughs> <laughs> Correct answer. <laughs> she asks how he would feel about moving to Minnesota. Once again, he nails this by yeah. saying he has no problems moving to Minnesota. His Anything. job is remote. It's like, would you jump into a boiling <laughs> pit of lava for no return whatsoever, even if Michelle doesn't want you to do it? Yes. You miss the opportunity to say vat of acid. Oh, Rick and Morty. For reference. our Rick and Morty fans out Tremendous there. Tremendous episode. <laughs> and he says he wants to become a part of their family so bad. And she says that she would be happy to have him. She's a feelings person, mm-hmm. Levon says, and she can feel his love for I her daughter. That. Yeah. And now Michelle and her mother sit down and they're talking about Brandon. And Michelle says, he would do anything for me. Anything. And her I mother mean, I, says, I, I that. believe that. Yeah, we believe that yeah, too. Yeah. I still feel, though, like that's the focal point. 
mm-hmm. like it, there's a very animalistic aspect to their love. I don't feel that there's anything more than just that how much he loves her, that yes. she loves about him. Yeah. I, I mean, he's a good-looking guy, and he's clearly sweet, but, like, what else is there happening It This made me think of growing up, my mother used to tell me to marry someone who loves me 10% more than I love them. <laughs> we make that joke. We make that joke all the time. Yeah. To this day, we joke that I love Andy 10% less. Yeah. Then you love me. <laughs> yeah, and that's the way it should be. I don't actually know if that's true or not, but I, I think it's a funny... You know why a mother would tell her of daughter course. that. Yeah. You and don't want to be in the less loved position no, in a marriage or no, any relationship. No, definitely not. And uh, yeah, just something about the fact that this is the focal point still. It's like, mm-hmm. he'll do anything for me. I just don't really think that a relationship, you know, can be built on that. But I think I'm thinking about this way too much. Yeah. <laughs> We have to think about something with this episode. (laughs) Michelle and Brandon now talk as she sends him off. She says it means a lot to her that he connected with her family so much. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she calls him somebody she can picture enjoying life with and says in her ITM here that the day went, quote, perfectly. Mm, Sure. And we're getting a strong runner up edit through and through here. Yep, Yep. Yeah. I mean, did we really expect this to go any differently? I mean, what are they going to do? Say, create huge drama where they're not sure about Brandon? Yeah. And then we all know he's not getting picked. And We've like, seen what's this the point? so many times. It's amazing to me. Yeah. I saw on Twitter a lot of people saying, like, I can't, she chose the wrong person. She should have picked Brandon. Yeah. I'm like, the show told you to think that. Yeah. It told you to think that. It's You're thinking 100%. that because of the soundtrack, of the sound bites, yeah. of, of all the shots of her smiling at him lovingly. They got sold. Yeah, I it's just that kind of takeaway just gets me because you're not getting an, an unbiased edit happening here. Right, you it's have designed to, to make see you through think. The edit. Yes. You have to the edit, you have to put it aside and say what's really happening here. <laughs> and what's really happening there's a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so now uh, it's Nate's turn. It's the next mm. day. Michelle greets Nate and she says in her voiceover that she's in love with him and she hopes her family sees that he feels the same about her. I thought Mm. it was interesting wording. Mm -hmm. All right. So now Nate meets the family. Michelle in her ITM says she hopes today goes well and that her family, quote, sometimes picks up on things that she does not pick Mm. up on. So it sounds like precedent. Yes. LaVon directly asks how Nate is doing. Pretty softball question. (laughs) And he says it has been, quote, an amazing, amazing journey. Yeah, Not one amazing, no. but two. It's, you could tell right away Nate's nervous, but he's digging for those, like, he's like stuck. He's like, where are they? What he's do like, I got There's here? amazing, okay. I got an a amazing, journey, got I got a journey. <laughs> I got falling in love. I got, she's my person. What, what, what yeah. are we going to throw in here? I mean, he's like sweating. He, he actually really is. No, he's he fumbling sweating. a lot here. It was clear that he was extremely nervous. Oh, yeah. Michelle seems to need to prompt him here. She looks mm. at him and it was like, Nate said he's falling in love. <laughs> he gets his cue and it's so funny he kept doing this to himself where he would like try to be like the realistic one or like have a dose of reality check but he would end up going too far in that direction and kind of putting a negative spin on whatever he was saying yeah yeah so he was like yeah yeah i did say i was falling in love unfortunately it's not something i've experienced before (laughs) like i don't think that's necessary to say no 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 you don't need to say yeah michelle rescues him here by saying that they've had a relationship that has not slowed down and of course, there's really awkward, tense music going on. Like he's really fucking up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which he wasn't really. He just no. seemed really nervous. They're just editing it beautifully. They did a great job yes. of uh, making oh. us the seed of doubt. Yes, yes. And I just want to point something out here that there's clues. It's like a mis- Bachelor is like a mystery. Yeah. If you look at the clues, you can see what's happening. The clue here is what woman introducing a man for the first time to her parents is trying to make him better yes like think about that she's like trying she's like you here you know you yeah, remember yeah. the thing you said tell them yeah. tell them the thing yeah, yeah. she's invested in it with yeah. brandon it's like go ahead brandon just yeah, yeah. spill your heart out i don't care <laughs> yeah. oh that's nice yeah it's you can tell point. that's the clue it's a good she point she wants him to succeed and she's going above and beyond to help him that's the clue yeah that's a good point Michelle's dad goes off to chat with Nate and in his voiceover he says Brandon's a warmer person initially 
I mean, Brandon's a warmer person than like a volcano. Yeah, yeah, There's nothing very, warmer than Brandon. Yeah. It's not fair. Okay, so Nate talks to her dad. He immediately says that he, her, her dad immediately says that he can see Michelle feel strongly for Nate and he wants to make sure it's reciprocated. So mm. it's very direct. Nate says it's, quote, definitely reciprocated and that he wants to get down on one knee. But again, he does this reality check thing where he's like, I'm just not sure about the logistics of everything. Oh, yeah. He, I don't know why he does this to himself. <laughs> I think he's nervous, he and, and he rightfully so. He's about to get engaged to a woman on TV who he's had, what, four dates with? Not, oh, not even close to four dates with. Yeah, he's acting like a normal human being. Yeah. That's what a normal person would do. Even if I, like, had my, my relationship with you, and I was head over heels for you, like, right out of the gate, yeah. right? If we were on, if I was in Nate's position and you were Michelle, mm -hmm. I'd be doing the same thing. I'd be like, whoa, whoa, yeah. like, hold on a second. No, it's a good point. I, it does feel like Nate in general doesn't like to oversell mm -hmm. and overpromise, which, by the way, is an extremely Canadian thing. Super Canadian. I, we we cannot talk about Nate as a whole without talking about his Canadianism. I totally agree. Because I really do believe the American version of Nate would be like, yes. Your daughter's Brandon. the one. Yes, I'll move to Minnesota. Brandon yes. is the American version of Nate. Brandon? Yeah, he's the American version of Nate. No, they're not. Okay, no. No, no I'm no, saying... There, there's more differences there. I'm than not just... saying they're identical except for the fact that Nate's Canadian. I'm saying that the version of Nate that's not Canadian, that's American, would have been more the, the, the gushing Brandon. I think... Yeah, I do think that he would be less reticent to... To say just the things that were so clearly being prompted of him. Yeah. You notice how even when he would be like, yes, I want to get down on one knee. Yes, I could maybe see myself living in Minnesota. Yes, I think your daughter could be the one. There's always a caveat that comes with it. And mm -hmm. to me, that it screams Canadian. It doesn't scream, I'm not invested in this no. woman. And I think a lot of people misread that and mm -hmm. think that he's not committal, but it, he's actually just a Canadian no, guy. It's a really interesting cultural difference. I think that some people would confuse, people always say Canadians are so friendly. Yeah. Friendly, yes, but not super warm. No. And, and there's a, a big That difference. is a misconception. I think Americans yeah. are warmer. Warmer. Canadians are more polite. Right. But the thing is, is when you get heavy warmth from a Canadian, you know it's real. Yes. When you get heavy warmth from an American, you're not 100% sure. Oh, totally. Like, if I don't anything, know if Brandon... I feel like 50% of the time it's not real. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's half of it's bullshit. Yeah. It's over the top. It's like, oh my God, I love you so much. That doesn't happen in Canada. No, they don't do that. No. You don't have that. And then they turn their well, back you might, and like, down that the road. Such a well, that's the other. <laughs> like, oh my God, I love you. <laughs> Fucking bitch. That's American. They don't do that in Canada. That reminded me of we saw that morning show the other day with Hoda and. Ugh, which which Bush daughter is that? Jenna. Yeah. And they had some woman on who like called in and they were talking to her over Zoom and they talked to her for a couple of minutes and they're like, we love you. Like, have a great holiday. We love you. It just felt so American yeah, to me. Totally. Like if they were at a party with that woman, they would do everything in their power <laughs> to avoid contact whatsoever. 100% guaranteed. Yeah. I look. I have love for both cultures, but to me, this was a very Canadian thing, just how he always had a disc, almost a disclaimer, like a sort of like, just so you know, I, I, I live in the real world. Like right. everything had right. a reality check attached yeah, to it. Yeah, there's some practicality even when emotions are involved. Yeah. Like you can't just go over the waterfall every time. <laughs> yes. Okay. So the gist here is that Nate isn't sure about Minnesota. While her dad makes it clear that she intends to live her life there. So now... Nate's like, this wasn't part of the deal! <laughs> okay, so Nate now talks to Angela, Michelle's sister. And she asks him about moving to Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And he says he's down to move. Uh, but she says, yeah, but could you stay still and be content there? Like, and oh, he no, says he hasn't no put a lot of thought into it. No, he's no too way. honest. <laughs> he's like, I haven't thought about it. Yeah, but when I did think about it... Uh, <laughs> Wasn't that good? <laughs> <laughs> and he says that he and Michelle have been more focused on their list of adventures they want to go on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And outside and of Minnesota. <laughs> that's definitely not the correct answer, but I actually yeah. think that is the correct answer for a couple that's about to get engaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I, I'm team Nate. I find that, you know, he's working against a lot here, including a soundtrack that's just 
painting him as someone who cannot mm-hmm. commit and is going to break her heart. Mm-hmm. All right. So now Nate talks to Michelle's mom. She, <laughs> this, this part cracked me up. So Michelle's mom asks if Michelle is the one. Mm-hmm. Again, just such a, this is such a softball. Yeah. And he can't, he can't do it. Yeah. He can't do That's it. That's what we love about Nate. It is what we love about Nate. He says, I most definitely feel like, you know, if it's, you know, saying the one for me, like those are kind of cliche sayings. What I feel like is my mind and my heart are pointing directly at Michelle and I definitely don't take love serious. And then he corrects himself and is like, love for granted. I don't take love for granted. And she laughs. It's it's the law firm of Nate, Nate and Nate. (laughs) It's just like, please refer to counsel. We could possibly say that the answer is yes, but due to certain mitigating circumstances, we will refrain from saying yes, but at a later date, we probably will commit to yes. a yes answer yes that's exactly how he speaks mm-hmm. and she says to his face now that she does not think he's ready for an engagement mm-hmm. he seems quite caught off guard by this and says hopefully he hasn't portrayed that he assures her that he's very ready to get down on one knee and she says he's not open with his emotions she says this to his face yeah i was impressed Mm-hmm. This woman, she, she just doesn't says play it. games. No, she does not, and she's very kind as she does very it. Very kind. Yeah, she's not being a jerk, and she's not. You know what I also like about her? I, I actually, I'm going to give them the MVP for all the parents I've seen. Oh yeah, they're great in this franchise mm-hmm. because you can tell that neither of them want to be on TV. Yeah, and they're not trying to make a star turn, and no. they're not trying to show off on TV. They're just being themselves on TV in a very serious situation, which is. Not easy. They should be applauded for that. Yeah, they were great. She says in her ITM, she thinks Michelle is probably attracted to how surprising Nate is and how he's not predictable. Mm -hmm. But it would be heartbreaking if she chose him in the end and then found out he wasn't ready. I mean, (laughs) we've been getting a lot of that. And now it's after the commercial break. Santa is holding a mistletoe. This is in the live audience above Mm -hmm. Serena and Joe while they intensely make out. And I wrote, this show is weird. Yeah, very COVID safe as well. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, we will. Everyone will get to that in about five to seven days. <laughs> okay, I shouldn't laugh at that. It's funny, though, because it's true. No, it's Omicron. It's, it's Omicron. Oh, it's, Omicron. <laughs> it's Omicron. Real men get Delta. Omicron. Come on. Uh, what's Omicron? What gets me is that it feels like having a live finale mm-hmm. when we're clearly not out of the pandemic. It's, it feels, it just felt premature. It, it was, felt optimistic. It was a slip. It right? was a slip. All right. So Michelle now talks to LaVon, her mother. LaVon says that Nate was harder to connect with and that she wasn't feeling the warmth. Mm-hmm. Michelle asks her if she thinks Nate is ready for an engagement. And LaVon says, honestly, no. Mm-hmm. And Michelle cries here. And Andy, you said those tears, they're very telling. Mm-hmm. I mean, this reminded me so much. I said last week that I'm reminded of JoJo with Jordan and Robbie. But I remember that I'll never forget that episode where she had Robbie and Jordan meet her parents and they weren't really into Jordan. They were very into Robbie and she cried. Like she kind Mm -hmm. of had like a bit of a tantrum, honestly. And it was like, okay, well we all knew who she was picking, but now it's definite. How much do you want to bet if they had said they don't think Brandon's ready for an engagement, she would have been like upset without tears. Oh yeah. Guaranteed upset without tears. Yeah. Which is not really upset. No, it's fake upset. (laughs) She'd be relieved. She'd be like, oh, you don't think he's ready? Nice. Yeah. My job's easy now. So now Michelle and Nate talk. He assures her that he is indeed ready. Michelle kisses him goodbye and says in a voiceover that she needs to reassess their Mm -hmm. relationship. Mm -hmm. And now Michelle rejoins her family. Her parents say they will support her no matter what, no matter who she picks, and they just want her to be happy. And she's crying here. To me, her tears spoke like she was concerned about Nate, but Mm -hmm. she made it seem like she was just so happy to have such a loving family who supports her. Mm. All right. So now after the break, uh, Caitlin says that there was chatter online and Mm. everyone in that room tested negative, but out of, quote, an abundance of caution, everyone in the audience will remain masked for the rest of the evening. And Andy, you said, so they had 200 black masks laying around. It's interesting. It's, it's like they you can tell they had a conversation about it. They thought about it. Yeah, those are not the kind of masks you can have some PA run out and be like, get 200 masks right now. We're getting shit online. Like you had to have those ready. Those were like nice designery black masks. <laughs> so they just had them. 
honestly, had everyone not been masked from the get go or had been masked from the get go, I'm not sure I would have noticed either way. I, but you know what I did notice I would not was have this. Noticed. Yeah, I wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> yeah. And now, now we noticed. Yeah. Anyway, okay, we'll move on to Brandon's final date. I loved Michelle's periwinkle knit dress here. Yeah. Michelle loves a knit dress. Mm. Uh, she says she doesn't want to go into an engagement falling in love. She wants to go into an engagement in love. And she's excited for the day because she's, quote, right there. Mm. This, I just, I feel Michelle is forced to talk like this. Do you think I'm being negative, Nancy? I don't think You're she's... not right there. You don't, like, you're not right there falling in love with someone. I don't know if she's That's forced not a to thing. or if she knows how to play the game. And she's, she's, she knows what her job is. Yes. She's an obedient lead. Yes. yes. Exactly. Michelle's a boss. Like, she's, she's... She was like a big time college basketball player. She's she wants a really big career. She's in charge. She knows what she, she has knows to what say. She knows what she has to do and she's doing it. So she and Brandon go out on sea dews or jet skis, according to you. Mm. <laughs> and they make out on the water and they chat now. And she says, I don't know if my family has ever loved anyone that much. Mm-hmm. And she says she's seen her parents work through tough times. And he says he wants to face the terrible things that life will throw at them together. Hmm. That's nice. (laughs) And now it's the evening. Uh, She asks Brandon what his favorite moment of their journey was. The vibe right away here was more of like interviewing. I felt like he wasn't going to say anything. Agreed. Like they cheers, they toasted, they took a sip, and then it was like... (sighs) He ran out of pleasantries. (laughs) There weren't enough like heart metaphors. (laughs) In the world. She ran out. So she asked what his favorite moment was, and he says it was when her parents came in on them on that date in their house. That was, I mean, that was, that was good. And Michelle says her favorite moment was him pulling her aside at the last rose ceremony. I mean, this is the biggest shock I've ever had in Bachelor Nation. How could she have thought that was the greatest moment? She said, you checked in with me when I needed that. I mean, I am just blown away. <laughs> Blown away. You said when we saw this, you you said this is where I question her taste. I stand by that. That something doesn't. I, I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Why is that the greatest moment? Yeah. No. It's Why? Too, no. You're making a good point. I mean, you would think some moment where they had like they realized they had something in common, or they finished each other's sentence, or just something smaller is she, to me the moment. She seems to me based on all the evidence I have with her relationship with Brandon is that she wants just fierce loyalty. Yes. Like that's it. She Mm -hmm. wants him to be lapdog number one. Yeah. Like no questions asked. Well, which is a role he is very gladly. He's doing it amazingly. But but like what else about that moment? Anyone could always do that. Rodney could have done that. Romeo could have done that. (laughs) Anyway, go back. Rick could have done that. Who cares? Yeah. That's just a desperation move. And it's like, okay, so he's being nice. He could do that outside of that environment anytime he wants. Why is he doing that? And why is that the moment she remembers? Who cares? (laughs) I love how much it still bothers you. I mean, we were comforted by the Shandy's reaction. You guys were also bothered by that move of Brandon's last week. So... Yeah, it was annoying. <laughs> it it, was it annoying. doesn't matter. Even if it was annoying, even if he had the best intentions, it was a miscalculation. Like, that's not what you do. Oh, don't take too much time talking about it because we have another one of those in this episode. Oh, okay. Let's keep moving. So he gives her the sweatshirt he was wearing when they had a food fight. Mm, that's cute. <laughs> and, and she says here that she isn't falling in love, but she, quote, feels like she's already in love with him. Mm. I feel like that's interesting wording. And Andy here, you said, do they realize there's going to come a point where they're not talking about how much they love each other? (laughs) And what's going to happen when they have to decide who's getting groceries that day? (laughs) Uh, Michelle says, Brandon loves so hard. That's the love I've been looking for. And Andy, you said, why do we have to see all of this? How much do they need to tell me that they're in love? We were so bored. It was so boring. There was so much that could have been cut. We know where Brandon stands. Yes. It's just porn. It's like, I love you porn. Yes. L word porn. And not even good. It's like, we're talking like soft core, like, like Cinemax level. (laughs) Lifetime movie. Yeah. It's not like a good, like. No, this is Lifetime. Oh, Lifetime doesn't have porn. That's that screws up my my analogy. (laughs) Yeah, It is Lifetime. I agree with you. But if I'm making an analogy to porn, Lifetime. I dropped the Lifetime is the opposite of porn. As a matter of fact, if you want to know what 
the two poles of porn are, yeah. it's lifetime and porn. Okay. But what's funny, and that, I mean, I guess it shows how versatile Brandon is. I feel like his love you, love bombing could go in either direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's cheesy enough to be a bad porno, and it's also cheesy enough to be a Lifetime movie. We, we can agree on that. So now we have another commercial. and post-commercial break, we see Polly. I think it was Polly, dressed mm-hmm. up as an elf as he pulled a Will Ferrell, yeah, yeah. <laughs> eating spaghetti with candy on it. And Andy, here you said, this show has no respect for food. Am I wrong? They're consistent. It's now Nate's final date. God, these final dates, they're always so tedious to mm. me. Mm. It, you know why they're tedious is when you know what's going to happen. It's not tedious when you're really not sure. Yeah. So they meet a shaman named Raul in the woods, and he says that he will bring them, quote, close to the door of the Mary, unquote. <laughs> this cute. is so cute. And they do a ritual that challenges them both to open up. And it's Nate's turn, and there's so much smoke in their faces that you were cracking up here. It was all going into Nate's face. The wind was clearly blowing. Yeah, he was supposed to put a, supposed to yeah. be putting smoke on her, and it kept blowing into yeah, his face. He was just face. getting smoked to death. Like, literally, when Michelle kisses him, he's going to taste like bacon. <laughs> Raul says that Nate has a lot of emotion, but there's blockage. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, you're so emotional, but you pretend not. And now Raul tells him to look into Michelle's eyes and to release. And Nate's like, release what? (laughs) I felt bad for him here. And Raul's like, the blockages. (laughs) He's like choking on smoke. He's like, (laughs) people go to therapy for a decade for this shit. (laughs) Well, look, Raul is a shaman. That's true. And and you can't discount what he he can do. Maybe I just feel like if you were told on command to release your blockages, there would be uh, there would be a lot of therapists. I mean, Raul would be the richest shaman in the world (laughs) and possibly the richest man in the world. True. Nate says he wants to release the nervousness and the fear of the unknown. And then he breaks character and says, is that good? (laughs) Bless his heart. I like Nate. He's good. He's a jokester. Like he yeah. he eases things with laughter and He's but, a jokester, but not a ham. Yes. Mm, good That's combo. a it is a good combo. Michelle, meanwhile, is not amused. She says that she feels she was not getting enough Nate. And now they talk. And Michelle says that her family has seen her hurt and their opinions mean a lot to her. And she's feeling uneasy. And Nate, he as always, he gets his cue and he lays it on here. He says that he told her mom that losing Michelle, quote, would suck and says, I know that's not a profound way of putting it, but it would suck. The way he worded this really spoke volumes to me. No, no flowers. Yeah. He's like, look, I know that I'm it wasn't a profound way of putting it, I, I, but that's how I feel it would genuinely suck. It just feels like he's being kind of poked and prodded to mm-hmm. say and word things in like a very specific way and be effusive to a certain level. And this moment to me is where he reveals that he is aware of that, where he's mm-hmm. like, I'm aware it's not a profound way of putting it. And here he reveals that his biggest hesitation, like what's holding him back, is his fear of getting heartbroken, which is what Michelle needed to hear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to me, it's clear that Nate's the kind of guy that just takes a while to open up. There's still someone else in the mix. Like, what do you expect? Totally agree. I would be 100% like him, honestly. Oh, I know you would be. Yeah. Like, I don't want to give you 100% of me until I know that I have 100% of you. Oh, yeah. You're still, there's still someone else here. Oh. I'm not 100% sure. Agreed. You'd be, by the way, you'd be way more Nate than Nate. Oh. Yeah. You'd yeah. be too Nate. Oh, too yeah. Much yeah. If, even down to final two, I think I would be like. Yeah. I mean, you after final one, you'd be like two weeks later, you'd be like that. <laughs> I know. I know you. <laughs> yeah. It's just it has to be earned, you know. Yeah, I agree. And I've dated enough guys who take a long time to open up and be quote unquote vulnerable mm-hmm. and to show you their, you know, their the soft underside of them, you know, the yeah. side that they don't show to the outside world. The cameras are still on them and there's still another guy in the mix. Yeah. He's acting like a normal person totally okay so now it's the evening he asks how she's feeling which is refreshing mm-hmm. that he asks her a question yeah isn't that amazing <laughs> i don't mean among them i just mean among all her Everybody, conversations with yes. men uh, michelle says she's stressed out and he says all i do is think about life with you sounds very bachelor bubbly to I mean, me there's not much else to think about in that True. house and they keep talking about how strong their feelings are for each other. And Andy, you said she's always looking at him with these questioning eyes. That would get old for me. <laughs> yeah, it's always like it's always like a very, very like curb your enthusiasm. Yeah. 
It's true. Anyway, he puts Michelle at ease here and assures her that he is all in. And Michelle and her ITM says, any fears or doubts I was entering the night with have been resolved. I'm pretty sure this is verbatim what she said two weeks ago. that's it. Clean slate. And she returns to her room and there's a card on her door. And Andy, you said, if this is from Brandon, he's officially on my shit list. (laughs) We couldn't believe that he did this again. It's amazing. Okay, so it is from Brandon, shocking nobody. And Andy, you said, didn't you say enough in person? Whatever you say here had better be fucking amazing. Which it wasn't. No, it was not. The card says more of the same. A whole lot of like, I love you so much. I've never experienced a love like this. This is the kind of love that I truly believe only happens like once in many lifetimes. Oh my God, it's more of the same. And he says, follow your heart and never look back because I followed mine and it led me to you. Oh God. And, I mean, and, what's it, when is this going to end? It's, is she going to look under the bed? There's like a music box of Brandon, like, like. I love you so much. My heart is on the table, bleeding out of my body. I love you. It needs to be wound back up. <laughs> it's true, Andy. Here you said, "What's the point of that letter?" He said, "Nothing." He hasn't already said before. I'm bored and annoyed. Yeah, I'm a benoid. Benoid. Yes. It's too much. It's too much. Too much. So Nate meets with Neil Lane now. He picks mm-hmm. a pear-shaped diamond ring. Mm-hmm. And in Michelle's voiceover, we hear her say, I'm so in love with Brandon because of how easy it is for him to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I wrote, this is not a reason. I, and not. trust me, I know Michelle has to say what she has to say to make it seem like this is a toss-up. I'm not blaming Michelle. But in general, the narrative we're being sold about her relationship with Brandon, I hope no one watches this, no one young watches this and is like, oh, that's what love is. Oh, totally. It's it's a masterclass on how not to do this. Yes. This is not how it's done. The reason you fall in love with someone is not their general willingness no, to be vulnerable. you fall in love with someone because you hate the same things. <laughs> That's it. It's true. It's true. Okay, so now Brandon meets with Neil Lane and he tells Neil, the past 27 years have meant nothing until I met her. <laughs> That's really Does he dissing. ever get tired? He's ripping on his life real hard there. <laughs> yes, it's true. It's like it was all shit before now. I was just like pointless. And Andy, you were on edge this whole time, the whole Neil Lane time, because you were looking for the word finger. Yeah. And it never came. Never came. Okay, so now Michelle descends a treacherous rocky staircase down to the proposal site. Yeah, wow. That was really scary. It was. I mean, I if I was in that situation, I'd be nervous enough to to trip on a normal, like very well uh, leveled staircase. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this was really asking a lot. <laughs> During all the B-rolls of the guy's cars driving and Michelle waiting at the proposal site, I asked Andy if you were nervous about what might happen. And you said, I'm more excited about it being over. <laughs> You know, there's there can be too much of a good thing because I genuinely really like Michelle. Yeah. One of one of my favorites oh, yeah. as a Absolutely. lead. She does nothing wrong. She's not annoying. Totally. The fact that she never became annoying is huge. It's an achievement. Every a great lead becomes, achievement. Yes. Every lead becomes annoying in some every way. Every lead becomes annoying. Yes. It's not their fault even. And I really like her and Nate. And I really yeah. like Nate. There's so much I want to like here, but instead by the time it came to the proposal, I was just like <sighs> I mean, it's over. It was over a long time ago. And yeah. to be perfectly honest, I stand by that Rodney should have been the runner up, but she cared too much for him. To Rodney put him or through Joe? That. No, I actually think Rodney. What? I know. This is very radical. The, where the hell did this come from? This what are you talking radical. about? You're just, no, this you're is, just trying to stir up shit. Yeah, I'm trying to stir up <laughs> shit. <laughs> I was like, are you mispronouncing Joe? Because some people online did say that, that they think Joe really was her second choice, but she didn't want to hurt him. Okay, but the, my my theory stands, whether it's Rodney or Joe. Yeah. I believe that those two should have been the runner-up were it not for her lack of desire to cause them more suffering. Ah, okay. So That's- it was even more anticlimactic. Like we all, we knew... <laughs> Two episodes ago that Nate was winning. So all this was to describe even further how bored you were through this? Yes. <laughs> it was a test. It was like an actual, this is like like full on international torture level test. Yeah. It was like, we will make you so bored. You will tell us everything. <laughs> everything. Watch. You'll see. And they got me. They almost had me. 
All right. So now it's Brandon's big proposal. What were you expecting out of this proposal, Andy? I was expecting what I saw. I got to agree. I was expecting a lot of flowery language and a Mm -hmm. lot of hyperbole and not a lot of specificity. And that's exactly what we got. Got what we wanted. He said since he first laid eyes on her, he knew she was someone unbelievably special. Mm -hmm. He found his missing piece in her. He doesn't want to spend another second, walk another day or wake up another morning without her. He would truly be the luckiest man in the world, etc. Where's the specificity? What this could did, be anyone's proposal. What did Brandon fall in love with is my question. Did he fall in love with Michelle? Did he fall in love with the idea of Michelle? Or did he fall in love with the moment? He fell in love with the moment. He yeah. fell in love the way many people do on this mm-hmm. show, which is that talking about your feelings day in and day out and having tunnel yeah. vision for this lead. You know, it, the bubble works for a reason. Yeah. And I'm not saying Brandon's feelings weren't real, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I don't think that they are what he thinks they are. Yeah. And I don't blame Brandon at all for this. I think Brandon just stepped in the trap of of Bachelor franchise. Yeah. Yeah. The show is good at what they do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there may come a point where he, if, if he, if she picked him and they spent like the next few weeks together, there may come a point where he's like, huh. I'm not 100% sure about this. No, I don't know if I see him being the guy that would question it even oh, afterwards. Oh, I see. Yeah, maybe you're right. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I guess then then he's real what he's feeling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, her face says it all here. She's looking very guilty. Mm-hmm. She says he's an, quote, unbelievable person. There's a lot of unbelievableness yeah, happening here. unbelievable. And that he'll always have a piece of her heart. He says giving her his heart was worth it and something he'll never regret. It's like, I'm not worth it for me. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna die now (laughs) And Andy Here you said You wanted nothing more Than for a large cane To come out And slowly drag him off (laughs) Just real slow Because it did seem like They were lingering there For a little too long And yeah We were just imagining A large cane Just like slowly (laughs) off screen You don't don't even know what it is You're just like Is that a cane? Oh that's a cane (laughs) They cry in each other's arms And finally she walks him To the foot of those Treacherous stairs Andy, you were marveling at that staircase. You said that's a full 25 calorie burn staircase. <laughs> it's such it's such insult to injury. He just got rejected at the altar and now he has to walk up like a full CrossFit level <laughs> of a staircase. And Brandon in his tearful ITM says, my heart's on the floor in fucking pieces. And Andy, you said this guy's poor heart. His heart's been through a lot. His heart has been through now, I think, something in the order of 50 to 60 metaphors, <laughs> all resulting in that heart having a rough oh, situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michelle says breaking Brandon's heart broke her heart, and now we move on to Nate. <laughs> mm-hmm. And let's Queen go. Slate. Okay, the final stretch. So Nate's proposal, um, I think it was marginally better than Brandon's, yeah. mainly because I felt that he at least touched on her being seen. But in general, I was really missing specificity. specificity. Jinx. God, yeah. I'm just, I sound like a broken record. I don't, I don't want to be this person that's like, where's the specificity? Give me adjectives. But every single time, except for with Zaxi and Tasha, I find myself wanting more specificity. Well, you got to prove that you're not falling in love for the sake of falling in love. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. That was perfectly put. Not falling in love for the sake of falling in love. What is it about you as a person? Yeah. Otherwise, as as we discussed, it's lifetime or it's love porn. Yeah. You're just like, I want to turn on a station where people are just telling each other they love each other constantly in like a million different ways. Yeah. It's just porn. It's cheap. Mm-hmm. I want to know Anyone why. Anyone can do that. I want to know why. Yes. So Nate called their love an amazingly crazy wow kind of love. <laughs> It's like, just to throw any adjective in there. I do like, though, I have to give him credit. He talks about seeing her and being willing and prepared to continue to do so. Yeah, which, he did the, he got the seeing yes, stuff. Yes, because that was a huge talking yeah, point for yeah. her all season. She wants to feel seen. And I was actually surprised Brandon didn't even put that in. He his. didn't even put it in. But if you wanted to take it to the next level, what are you actually seeing? Yes. I know yeah. you want to be seen, but yeah. here, I'm going to show you something. One thing. That I saw. That's the thing. I feel like it's easy for someone to be like, I see you. Like, you're seen by me. Yeah. Like, okay. I cannot feel seen by you just telling me that you see me. No, you got to tell them the things you're seeing. Or just show it. 
Sure. <laughs> you do it all the time. Oh. Yeah. You don't tell me all the time that you see me so well. You you do uh, you do it even more. What? You you see you see me in ways that are actually disturbing. <laughs> like in a good way. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm constantly trying to show you how to see me better by seeing you so well. I told you, we get into fights about who sees each other better. <laughs> yeah, there's no question I see you better than you see you me. Too, but but you see me he... better than anyone ever has. Right. So I get that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a consolation prize of seeing. <laughs> okay. So uh, she says it hasn't been a smooth ride, mm -hmm. but she's not willing to face the fear of walking away from this without him. She loves him with her entire heart. He gets down on one knee and proposes, and she says yes. And this By the way, is how tall is Nate on one knee? He's like 5'4", five, 5'5". Five, five. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, Andy, you were focusing on the waves in the background here. Massive. Th th this was a lovely proposal. I think I, it just took too long to get there. Yeah. And it always gets me when the show casts such doubt mm -hmm. on the very couple that they, you know, 30 minutes later are celebrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's necessary. It's insulting, I find. I, it is insulting. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, I'm sure, saw this and were like, she chose the wrong guy. Like, they're, you know, he's going to break her heart, blah, blah, blah. And they're just going to spew out the things that they were told to think but it that's it it kind of bugs me that we are expected to be like oh, okay all's good now know. you know after you spent an hour and a half telling us how bad it is can i can i give a suggestion like not to you <laughs> but to to abc okay. i would suggest and i know this is never going to happen that they don't do a final two because when you have a final two 90 percent of the time you're going to be insulting the viewer's intelligence mm. you're going to have to play a game to create drama, to create uncertainty. Stick to the final four, or at worst, final three. That way you don't have to play all the games. People will be like, oh, that guy, yeah, we, he's, not, he's not going. But these two, I'm not sure about. Or with four, you're like, oh, that guy's definitely not going. This guy probably not. Uh, then you're all confused. No, right? you don't not, know. you're not making a bad point, actually. I could do with like getting rid of a lot of trimming the fat earlier on. So getting rid of the Peters yeah, and you know, the, the contestants that you know are not going anywhere and then letting her have multiple one-on-one -on -one dates with her, her favorites. Mm -hmm. So maybe her three or so favorite guys and then like multiple ones, not just one one-on-one -on -one date and suddenly it's overnight. Yeah, Get to know them. Yes. And then you're right. Like at three or four, then she picks her guy. How much cooler would that be if yeah. there's four guys there and she's like, Boom. Because I actually would have been more on my toes here had it been Joe or had Joe still been in the mix or so, yeah. just someone. Even Rod, you're right. Think even about Rodney. what if it was Rodney, Joe, Nate, and, and, and yeah, Brandon. Yeah, for Final Four. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Better TV. Better TV. But they got to milk it. They just got to milk that sweet, sweet juice. Just <laughs> milking it. So now uh, they're, I say their mariachi band because it's the one that they had after their overnight date, the ones that serenaded them. And Caitlin and Tasha come sprinting out to hug them. And now we have after the final rose. Yay for a Theca sighting. Mm hmm. Yes. Looking good. Looking good. good looking very good. A little uh, jealous, but you know. <laughs> I'm happy to give him away. So Caitlin interviews Brandon and she asks how he's doing. He says he's thankful for his support system. And ultimately what he wanted was the best for Michelle. Mm -hmm. And he says the big thing was coming to the understandment <laughs> that she did find happiness. First of all, can I, okay, can I say something? Respect. I think that should be a word. Understandment is a tremendous word. <laughs> it is. That's a good word. It is. We laughed pretty hard at this. Yeah. And he says he'll always love Michelle, but he doesn't think it's respectful to love her in that manner. But he meant what he said. He will always love her. Mm -hmm. So now Michelle arrives. That. Andy, you thought Michelle was not making a fashion statement with her dress. Yeah, and I respect that. She just came in real, you know, just nice. Very, they look great. But she wasn't going crazy. <laughs> I like that. It's funny to me how... Like your takeaways with the fashion. I thought she looked gorgeous. Yeah, she looked great. Yeah, I know what you mean. She but not wasn't overstated. Like, she wasn't making a statement. Yeah, I like that. Just like you know, it's just me. I'm Michelle. I don't need to wear like you know, like a like a Lady Gaga level outfit. <laughs> I thought you know? it was very festive. Yeah, the color. Yeah, she looked gorgeous. And Brandon, I mean, this is par for the course now. The runner-up 
more or less asks what happened in some way or another. And Michelle says she never knew it was possible to fall in love with two people. And she reached that point and wanted to be totally honest. And then she felt she was holding back. And this was a very, 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 very long winded Mm -hmm. answer. (sighs) I... (sighs) I we, hate these. I don't. This I don't so have anything. Boring. I don't. I don't have anything. I'm protesting. I will not. You don't want to talk about this. it. Okay. No. I said I feel like I'm missing Michelle's personality in a lot of this finale at the spot. It just felt like she knew what she had to say. It just. It a lot of this final episode felt like she was being put in the mold of the lead who has to lead on the the runner up. Mm has to have excuses for why she didn't pick him. And it's not her fault. No, It's every lead is put in this position where they have to have their reasons, even though she probably would have loved to have set Brandon home with Joe and had this extra week with Nate alone. 100%. Brandon says he's confused because he saw her having to push Nate to get to that point. Meanwhile, she never had to question his feelings, but he's thankful for having met her. And this was so long-winded. This whole conversation, I was just like, oh my God. No. They just didn't, it was like the the run-on sentence that never ended. Caitlin interrupts them blessedly yeah she's like okay that's enough (laughs) and we have a commercial so now we have nate come out to meet michelle her personality this is where we saw michelle because up until that point i was like oh i feel like right now michelle's just like a watered down version of herself Mm -hmm, i feel like she could mm -hmm. be any lead she's acting yeah and then in this moment when he comes on stage with her she came alive she lights up she yes we saw michelle we saw michelle she became herself with him and it was so sweet Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. nate gives the analogy of listening to a song a few times to realize it's your favorite song but that with michelle he didn't have to do that (laughs) oh yeah and i i know what he's talking about it's it's it's, it had the makings of a good analogy it It wasn't executed that (laughs) the king of analogies gives this a stamp of approval B, b minus c plus okay yeah that's not bad, actually, yeah, the, the, from uh, the, you. The, the premise was good. The execution was poor. Okay. Michelle confirms that Nate is very vulnerable indeed mm-hmm. and that he, he provides plenty of words of affirmation. Do you know that I was watching the news yesterday and yeah. I heard someone say the word vulnerable on the news yeah. and I have like PTSD. Like I'm just like, <laughs> huh. It's incredible. It's like how many, it's over a thousand times this season. It feels like yeah. it. Anyway, go yeah. ahead. Sorry. Yeah, it, Michelle pretty much drives home how Nate is... Not what what we were told he would be. Yeah. He's very loving. She mm-hmm. feels very seen. He's very vulnerable. He tells her all the time how he feels. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's how they look at each other. The way they look at each other here when they're speaking says it all. And he looks at not just the way, the fact that he's looking at her the whole time oh, she's Oh, yeah. Speaking. Whenever she's talking, he's just like... He's hanging on the words. It's And so looking sweet. right in her eyes. I They look really happy. I like it. I don't care what anyone I says. I don't care what anyone says They either. have a real shot. I agree. This was cute. I agree. We see Michelle's parents in the audience here, and it turns out that they love Nate now. Ah. And it turns out that her mom is friends with Nate's mom, Mm -hmm. and they text while watching the show. Can you imagine how exciting this would be as a mom? Oh, my God. It's like a rebirth. (laughs) You were just settling into like, oh, the kids are out of the nest. Now I'm just going to sort of whatever. And now this. If this would be the most exciting thing ever. Like if you did this and your mom got to watch, like she, that would provide oh, her with like enjoyment she, for 20 years. It, that would be it. I would never have to even speak to her again. <laughs> be done. I would have done contract complete. <laughs> okay. So Caitlin asks if Michelle feels seen by Nate. She says she's never felt so seen. Mm-hmm. And Caitlin said, I'd like to take a look back at your love story, wouldn't you? And Andy, you said, no. <laughs> We saw it already. They really had to to fill up their three-hour slot, Andy. Caitlin asked what... I'll fill up their slot. (laughs) Not sure what that means. Caitlin asks what's next, and Nate confirms that he's moving to Minnesota. Ding. (laughs) Ding. And the show brings out a gingerbread house, and inside is a check for the down payment of their first house together. Yeah, since when do they get prizes? I mean, first of all, I loved this. I think they should do this for every couple. Yeah, they should. Everyone should get a prize. Although, <laughs> if you can make it a prize, then it gets a little Well, so what's interesting, I can't help but wonder, do they need to stay together for two years for to not have to return that down payment? Or, right, you know, right, I'm right, right, curious right. to know the fine print of that the same way with the ring. Yeah. Well, technically, the ring is a prize. It's a nice ring. That's not, that's no like Yeah, $3, but they have to stay together ring. for two years to keep that ring. Right. Yeah. No, but that's tech. Right. Of course, they have to fulfill the contract, but it is a prize. But you're right, because if you were incentivized financially to win, 
you wouldn't do it if you knew you had to stay with the person for two years. So it is kind of a, it's a check. It's yeah. a fail safe. Yeah. So they could have prizes. Yeah. <laughs> and it wouldn't screw up the, the chemistry of the game or the, the show. Excuse well, because me. of all the caveats, it's not like it's just a right. prize. If they just gave it to you and you're like, peace yeah, later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something tells me there's some fine print attached to that down payment. Yeah. To me, the takeaway here is they love her. Yeah. The show, who else have they done this for? That was like a bonus on her being very involved in Bachelor Nation going forward. It was like, it was like a signing bonus. <laughs> Like, we like you. Will this change your mind? <laughs> a little more. Will this change your mind? Yes, I'll stick around. It, to me, it screamed. The, the powers that be love her. Like, mm -hmm. she, she was easy to work with. She played along. She did her part well. She made them look great mm -hmm. multiple times oh, in this yeah. season. Oh, yeah. She was, you know, the one who spoke out about race and her yeah, experience yeah, yeah. and, like, the, the kind of thing that the show loves to put their stamp on and take yep. credit for but sure. are not willing to do themselves. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so now we have Clayton. And Andy, as he came out, you said, here he comes to save ABC. Don't worry, guys. White man here to the rescue. <laughs> I mean, it kind of feels that way. I mean, uh, it almost feels like the show's like, OK, we've done it. Yeah. We've done what you wanted. Yep. We gave you your black bachelor. Yeah. We gave you another black bachelorette. Yep. And now, even though this guy didn't even make Final Four and none of you really know who he is, except for that one scene that we shoved down your throats with the kids. Here's your bachelor. <laughs> Look, I, I mean, honestly, I think that when they cast him, they knew he was going to be the next bachelor. They didn't care yeah. where he, he could have gone night one. They would have somehow made him the bachelor. Yeah. He was the next bachelor. Yeah. They did their research. Mm -hmm. I, no, I think you're right about that. And remember, they also have control over how far someone even makes it on a season. Yes. You know, Michelle did send him home on that one-on-one -on -one date, but would he have lasted even long enough to have one? If it weren't for them having him pegged as the next Bachelor. True. We'll never know. Yeah. Like they even tried to address the fact that people were like, who is this guy? Like, why is he Bachelor? <laughs> and by doing that, they just had him read mean tweets about himself. Oh, yeah. I didn't mind it, if I'm honest, just because I know the alternative would have been Caitlin interviewing him and it would have been just such a boring interview about how how happy he is and how he wants to start a family and like just just them shoving down our throats how perfect yeah, he is i was okay with it I yeah think that to was me the right this move. showed his personality because there's nothing more endearing honestly than someone who can laugh at themselves oh, self-deprecation really creates a layer of likability yes it's so powerful yeah. So, yeah, even though I'm not sure this changed anyone's minds about Clayton, I don't really know if it was intended to anyway. No. And now we have a preview for his season. Definitely a traditional vibe, right down to the fact that they're in the mansion. Mm, the mansion. <laughs> the mansion. Welcome back. You've been to the mansion, Andrew. I have. Yes. It was a very, very momentous occasion. Yeah. I met uh, that dog, Palm. Jif Palm. Jif Palm. Yeah. The that highlight of that your was, life. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Yes. He held my hand. <laughs> I mean, I technically held his, but he, he enjoyed it. Uh, they seem to spoil the final two or three here. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of people on Twitter discussing this and being like, why would they do this? But I personally have my doubts that those are actually the final two or three women. Yeah. Just it, because the show is so good at taking clips and inserting them in places, it just seems hard to believe yeah. for a show that has spent, I don't know, 25 years doing previews loaded with red herrings that mm -hmm. they suddenly now would be like, oh, we're revealing who the final two or three ladies are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. By the way, is Jif Pop still alive? <laughs> I just realized in dog years, I mean, it's a very good chance he's not here. <laughs> he's not with us anymore. We'll have to look into that. Okay. I hope, I hope Jif I Pop's hope he's still alive. Yeah. I mean, he was, I think he was like young when I met him. I think he was not, <laughs> he's not yet in middle age. So I hope he's still running around chasing things and. Being, being a, a heavily followed yeah, being, dog. <laughs> I hope he now has 80 million followers <laughs> as opposed to just five. All right, Andy, that brings us to the end of this episode. Yeah. So for a word watch, there were a total of zero fingers. fingers. Yeah, we yeah. Didn't get one. I thought I was Shucks. so ready. I was, I, was, I was at the edge of my seat a couple of times, but mm -hmm. they just never, they danced around it. Never, never they danced finger. around the fingers. A lot of knee. A lot of knee. Yes. It made us think the next yeah. time knee should be the 
finale word. Yeah. Getting down on one. Yep. So a lot of people guessed zero. Yeah, we got a lot of zeros. Yes. And our winner is Rowan Sheridan. Congratulations. You are the winner of a Hello Tushy bidet. We're going to give you a little bit more of a grace period because it is the holidays right now. So you have until this Sunday, December 26th at midnight to email us to claim your prize. Mm -hmm. Normally we would say Friday, but Saturday is Christmas. It seems a little harsh. (laughs) 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 <laughs> anyway, can you imagine, like, write us on Christmas Day for your bidet? No, you have to write us on Christmas Day, <laughs> Christmas morning, we between 8 and 11 a.m. or no bidet. And, of course, thank you to Hello Tushy Bidet for sponsoring this season's giveaways. They're great. Yeah. We love we, we love, love us some Hello Tushy. We really do. Mm. Okay, Andy, uh, do you want to quickly recap our predictions all the way back on episode one? Oh, we're doing this. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, we don't have to. No, I want to do this. You know what we should do, actually, is down the road, we should have points allotted for our guesses, including our wild card, and then we can add those up and see who beat who. That seems a little self-indulgent. <laughs> it totally is. We'll see if people care. Mm. Uh, but Andy, your night one predictions were Nate in first, Jamie in second. <sighs> Let me down. Rick in third, yeah. and Clayton in fourth. Mm. Bless I your mean, heart. Before you knew. I didn't, I yeah, didn't know. I secretly knew. Your wild card was Joe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for me, I had Nate in first. Nice. I had Joe in second. Ooh. I had Chris S in third. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and I had Rick in fourth. Mm. And my wild card was Brandon. Ooh, nice. I think I might have beat you a bit this one. A little bit. You beat me with Katie's. But I also beat you with consistency. <laughs> <laughs> you did have Nate in first for the majority of the season. I think I may have. Someone had mentioned, I didn't remember, but I think maybe I popped um, Joe. Joe up? Yeah, you had Joe up there. Or even Jamie, possibly. I think you had Jamie in second and Joe in first, and Nate dipped down to third for like one one episode. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you had. And I scolded myself. I (laughs) I never, never again, never again will I let Nate slip from the number one spot. Yeah. Well, the show is good at what they do. Mm -hmm. They are. Okay. Well, I think that's a wrap then for this finale recap. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, I I really. I really felt that Michelle was was a great bachelorette. Yes. And uh, she did her best. Yes. With what she was offered. I truly think she did as well as one can do in this role. She Mm -hmm. kept her wits about her. I felt like she was the same person all the way through. In this episode, I struggled a bit just because I felt like she was a bit of a cookie cutter bachelorette. But I think that that happens with everyone in the finale. They have to say these certain things. It's Mm -hmm. like they have to Mm -hmm. hit these landmarks. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But she never got annoying. That's a huge plus. I don't know how, like, I know that sounds mean, but it's true. No, it's a a big, it's not mean. And I'm not just saying with bachelorettes. I mean, bachelors too. Like, usually something happens where you're like, And and let's be clear. Even people who are generally not annoying people can become annoying on the show as a lead. Yeah. It's just nature. Yep. Now, I want to ask you a question. One last thing. Yeah. Over, under, Michelle and Nate. I'm going to put the over, under at one year. Over. I agree. I think that they have legit staying power. And also the fact that he's Canadian means that he's innately less likely to be a player. He's innately less likely? (laughs) I can't resist. Yeah, I think that Nichelle... Michelle. Has, has good potential staying power. We both agree that mate was not a yeah, good... Yeah, mate is out. Yeah. yeah. Nichelle. Is- Nichelle, I think, stands a real chance. I think that she is smart and has good taste. Yeah. And I think that he really, really loves her. And especially now, you could see it. Mm-hmm. You could see it between them on that sofa. I agree. And he's Canadian. And he's Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> wait, so helps. wait, so what's the point with him being Canadian? It's just we think it's just that- more like he's more committed to you know he's more just does he follows through he's real (laughs) he likes syrup not corn syrup (laughs) knows the difference yeah all right i think that's a wrap congratulations to the happy couple yeah a feel-good season pretty traditional finale and ending 
Yeah. yeah. Happy couple. Yeah, down payment on a house. Yep. They're moving in the same city. All wrapped up yeah. nice and With a nice bow. And tidy. Just in time for Christmas. Aww. Aww. <laughs> okay, you guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Dear Shandy. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram, tell your friends, leave us Apple Podcasts, and now Spotify ratings and reviews. Someone alerted me now that Spotify does these now. Yeah. And generally do all the things you would do to support and keep in business a podcast you enjoy. Yeah. And thank you for all the, there was a lot of love. I felt a lot of love from our Shandies yeah, this, this is season. Our, yes, this was our last recap of 2021, and we're so thankful for you guys. Yeah. I feel like our recaps of, I don't know, I don't know what I was expecting when we started recapping, but it feels like we've been doing it for a lot longer than six months. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Six months, that's it? Yeah, we started in June with Katie's season. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, the Shandy yeah. recaps. You guys have really helped us grow with these recaps, and we're so thankful for you. We really do. Yeah. We, 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 like, we talk about you guys a lot. <laughs> Many of our conversations, and we, you know, we were running out of things to talk about. We've been together for a long time. Many of our conversations, are like those shandies, yeah. they really are special. Really it's do. true. I'm not lying. It's so true. Yeah. Well, then I think that's a wrap for those mm-hmm. of you who celebrate Christmas. Merry Christmas, and uh, that's it for recaps for 2021. So we will see you with our next recap in January 2022. Right around the corner. Right around the corner. <laughs> we really get some time off. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye.